Greetings and welcome to another edition of AUHSD Future Talks. I'm your host, Superintendent Michael Matsuda, Superintendent of the Anaheim Union High School District. 29,000 students, five cities, and uh, we have about 7,000 online and uh, pod, uh, podcast listeners. Now, we're really, really proud of those numbers. Um, and as our audience knows, this show is all about the future of education and um, what the AUHSD is doing to help prepare our young people for a very uncertain future in this country and beyond. So I have uh, two very special guests. Uh, they've been guests before, but uh, today we're talking about something on every educator's mind across the district. There's a lot of attention on this concept of community schools and to help us understand uh, what community schools are and what the AUHSD version of community schools are, we have none other than our um, ASTA president, the te uh, Teachers Union president, Grant Schuster, and our own director, Mr. Carlos Hernandez, director of community schools. Welcome, gentlemen, to our show. Thank you. Thank you. So right off uh, the bat, I'm going to start with um, Grant. Um, what is the definition of community schools? And uh, because, you know, it's kind of all over the place. What is your understanding of community schools and why is AUHSD um, different? And when I say different, it seems like the state has awarded us a disproportionate amount of uh, grants. Uh, so let's go into that a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, a little over a year ago, um, we saw an opportunity as the local association to write a grant to help organize around this idea of community schools. We knew the district was already interested and had looked at Anaheim and Sycamore as an opportunity to start building community schools. And so we went and, and got a grant to help us organize the, the most important starting piece, which is a steering committee that brought together these uh, education partners, teachers, parents, students, community groups, and, and the administration to work towards building uh, a center of the community that would not just be uh, a center of schooling, but a center of democracy, where voices that traditionally have been silenced or stifled would be uplifted. And we'd hear from everyone in the community and deal with everything, from not just family and community engagement or support services, but also extending learning time and opportunities and a culturally relevant curriculum to, to just help people understand that in your own community, you have a voice in every aspect of your school and our district wants to share that uh, ability to come in and have a voice and help make decisions on the direction we want our schools to go. And it seems like the, the state, uh, uh, they really paid attention to this broader and deeper definition by um, awarding us significant dollars. And uh, Carlos Hernandez, could you share with the audience what that award means to us? Oh, like Graham mentioned, we, you know, we had two pilot community schools in Sycamore and Anaheim. And the fact that we started doing this work and the fact that our you know, teacher union uh, said this is that important that they're going to double down and, and, and this. Um, so this partnership, we knew that we were going to be able to do good things and go farther together. So when we submitted our application through this lens of collaborative 
shared leadership, uh, where every every one of those important educational partners are at the table helping make make decisions, and it is raising their voice. Students thriving, families thriving, community thriving. We we shared. Uh, as we applied, that we have partnerships, we have relationships, we have systems and structures, and we have a vision that is crystal clear uh, that it is about our students thriving and 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 they're in, and you know meeting their unlimited you. So when we submitted um, thir- for thirteen schools, it, you know, and t- the, they quickly, uh, I mean, in a month turnaround time, responded by saying, "Congratulations, all thirteen of your schools that you submitted should be community schools, and we're funding them to be that." And by the way, gentlemen, I just uh, signed the acknowledgement of receiving $24 million from the state of California. So um, that is a record amount and disproportionately, I think, puts AUHSD in terms of if you look at our numbers, right, uh, our students, uh, based on how much we got, we probably came in number one or number two in the state of California. Now, it's my understanding, Carlos, that the uh, the R model, as Grant was saying, goes beyond the traditional sort of definition of sort of wraparound services. In fact, we've been doing that with social workers and the food banks and um, uh, dental clinics and all of that, much of that through our partnerships with the nonprofit community, but also funded through our general fund. So could you, uh, again, go a little bit deeper in terms of this whole teacher-led model and actually funding these teachers at every site? That's really exciting. That's right. And as we, as we share our model, people kind of their jaws drop to say, what? That's that's your model. So in essence, you describe that traditional model. And we have a community school coordinator, one at every site, which is that traditional model, that classified person that does help coordinate those traditional services, which are critical. We now bring in a community school teacher lead, one at every site that helps make the connection from in the classroom out right so as as we know family community engagement is critical in the classroom but our students and our students um are are critical in connecting making the connection to instruction so community schools approach is about learning is about students thriving in the classroom uh, and and i'll give you some examples the grant mentioned that the, that the expanded and enriched learning that pillar for community schools is just as robust as the other traditional models because we've been working on career pathway development, because we've been working um, on and towards student voice and purpose, civic engagement that is happening in the classroom. And we're making connections to our partners, our over 70 industry partners um, to for internships and career readiness opportunities. We are not waiting for them to graduate college to be able to do something in their community. You know, as professionals, they are doing something right now by building their capacity within the classroom in that that setting and working out using their voice using their passion their interest and what they see as potential issues in their community whether it's food insecurities whether it's poverty right they are using this uh, the the learning that they have in the classroom you know in the classroom not after school not on saturdays but you know monday through friday they are using that time to make an impact to those particular challenges in our community so, Grant, you know what <clears throat> Carlos has described is something that um, goes sort of beyond the traditional model, bringing the teacher to the forefront of uh, teaching and learning, both uh, apply and applying and problem solving, right? Because as Michael Fullen, the education consultant, national uh, guru, has said that you know, K-12 institutions have not done a very good job preparing kids for the so many challenges 
uh, ahead for them from climate change and, as Carlos mentioned, food insecurity and all these other things. How, as a teachers union president, um, and you talk to a lot of others, do you think that this model has traction uh, because there's so much money being poured into uh, community schools? Why does it, if it's so good, why does it have more traction with other trying to emulate a teacher-led community school? Well, I, I think this is just the beginning and seeing community schools getting this large investment. There, there were teacher groups. There were teacher unions here. Anaheim was part of a coalition with LA and Oakland and San Francisco that really pushed CTA to uh, you know, make demands of the governor's office about education to put more money into this sort of idea. But specifically what we're looking at, you know, we want to develop the, the systems and the structures that will make sure the sorts of innovations that are coming out of the community have a place to go and have a place in the process so that they can be implemented. And an example we have here, it was students and teachers for a couple of years, whether it was a social studies class at Catella or a science class at Magnolia, that were recognizing food deserts and sustainability issues and writing was going on and science experiments were going on and people wrote grants to build aquaponic gardens. And then the district saw the value in this and found land to create the agri-science center at Magnolia. And we did all this on our own. But now when we're creating the systems and structures everywhere, um, so they're in place and no matter what school you're at and what community you're in, if it's a community school, the parents and the students in the community have the opportunity to have their voices lifted where they traditionally haven't and be a part of making those decisions. And we've seen here in Anaheim what uh, an incredible reward we get when we democratize our classrooms and our educational system and our students and our parents and our communities are able to speak out in ways and you know access the educations that they want and be able to implement them in the communities that they want in their future. You know, <clears throat> Carlos um, Grant has mentioned this word democratize. Um, and it's a very, unfortunately, right now, it's, a, it's something that many educators feel is at risk. Do you think that this model of community schools is going to enhance democracy? And in what ways do you think it would do that? Well, democracy is about our voices, our voices being lifted up and, you know, not someone making decisions for us, but us being in the room making decisions, um, you know, because we know, um, as someone and many people have put it, the neighborhood folks, it's students and it's parents, they are the ones making decisions because they're the experts that are aware about the needs and their strengths. And let's not forget that the assets that they bring. And so absolutely democratizing, you know, education, it is about impacting the community. It is about impacting their neighborhood. Uh, our students have their voice. They've, they're finding their purpose. Um, and and that, that supports them, obviously, in their academic trajectory to fulfill their you know, self-actualization, to fulfill their um, unlimited you. And it also helps support their mental health state because they have purpose now. They know where they're going. And obviously, our families have just the same opportunity, will have uh, and, and enhanced opportunities through our community schools approach. Of course, our staff are just critical in that uh, fostering and that learning for students thriving and, and families thriving. Do you think, Grant, that uh, this... Uh, challenge for public schools across the country of the public losing trust in this 
major institution that has propelled the previous generation to achieve this thing called the American dream. Do you think that the, the AUHSD community school model is going to help build more trust in our public schools with the at-large community? I absolutely think the structures that we're putting in place we have the steering committee already and you have individual parents and you have community groups that are sitting down at the table on a regular basis. It goes down to the site level where students and parents and teachers and community groups are together working with the site administration. And it's even in the classroom with uh, the ideas that we have about raising student voice and having them give you know have choices in, in the work that they do and how they present it. It's the model that is going to bring more democracy than a version of education that was about standardized testing and trying to hold people accountable every other day uh, over what goes on in every minute of the school day. That this sort of freedom is what allows the democracy, the democracy to grow and to, to nurture students as they're developing their beliefs and their understanding of their place at a citizen, as a citizen, in our community. So, um, Carlos, Grant mentioned that there's a steering committee sort of like, you know, sort of helping with oversight. What are some of the um, metrics or some of the things that they're going to be looking for in terms of um, measuring success of community schools? Yeah, yeah that, that's a loaded question, Mike. I'm glad you asked that. Uh, uh, because, we, you know, that the grant, as we applied for it, they wanted to know currently where are we with our uh, graduation rates, with our attendance rates, our, you know, our um, students' discipline rates, um, and, and the traditional metrics in that regards, um, and, of course, academic achievement. And, and we'll, we will see. Um, but we will see by, by this work, as we already see the work that is already going on, those numbers are increasing. Those graduation rates continue to increase. Uh, I think more than, than any other numbers, we, we want to know how students are thriving. What are the examples that students are thriving? At the end of the day, student-centered approach is, is, is about the community schools approach. So how are students doing in college? Once they get into college, you know, do they have the skill set, the ability, the voice, the purpose to be able to continue to instill hope? We see that with our, you know, our partnership with our um, pledge partners. UC Irvine showed rates of additional higher persistence rate with our students um, in, in, in compared to other students that didn't come from Anaheim Union. So we know that is to be true. And so those are the kinds of metrics that we're going to find. We're going to see, of course, our traditional metrics will continue to increase. Uh, we know um, that our parent voice, our student voice will continue to increase uh, the jobs, the upskilling of our families to be able to support our students in the classroom and that um, our students, you know, that are potentially the kin event to homeless students, students that are that are, uh, you know, in all intents and purposes, traditionally have lost hope. There is just as much hope for them in this community schools approach with success. So so Grant, do you think that what we're proposing and we're not there yet, but it's very aspirational that this is going to transform the way school is done, that that this is a new type of school experience? You know, this is, um, this will be my 27th year in the district. And, you know, California is, is famous for finding new programs, the next program that's going to solve things for people. This is the program that lets our students and teachers and community solve things themselves 
to bring forward whatever solutions are um, needed in their particular neighborhood. It's not about it, it, we put the system in place, but then we raise people up to make the decisions themselves. And I think that's the transformational aspect of this. There's going to be places that go ahead and pay an outside company to come in and run their community schools. And that's going to be a shame when they do that, because we are going to show communities around the state and around the country what this model can do inside of a community to transform and bring uh, you know, democracy and solutions, community-based solutions to particular community-based problems, and then uplift, uplift all of those students going through the system to be ready to do whatever they want to do um, in this 21st century that has a, a completely different requirement for skill sets and understanding that you know public schools did back when we were in class. Wow. So in the few minutes that we have left, I'm going to ask both of you the same question, starting with Carlos. What is this going to look like? What would you like to see this look like in five to seven years? In five to seven years, I would love to see that in every um, experience that our students have in every day, every period, it is relevant. It is engaging. They are excited. They are happy. It is fun. What, what, what is it happening to, you know, with them, alongside them in the classroom, outside of the classroom, they continue their learning, you know, internship opportunity. Our parents um, you know, while through the the, the knee the knees that they do bring are able to get through that so that they can then find themselves with their meeting their old goals and outcomes, sharing their stories with others, right? So we have parents sharing stories of success, students sharing their voice and purpose and taking action in their community that leads to change, that leads to uh, you know, that, that unlimited you that we so hope for. Uh, and our teachers are, are, are loving their, their engaging environments in their classroom. And the, the, the school is just a happy, joyful place to be. Uh, and that's what I see. Yeah, that is a beautiful vision, given the alienation of young people um, and the isolation of so many young people and getting angry and violent ended up in, and doing some horrific acts that we've seen uh, in Buffalo and Texas and other areas. So I, I really, I really think I would agree that if we can bring that joy back in the classroom. That's, that's key. Matt, what are your uh, hope for aspirations in five to seven years? I, you know, I, I would really hope, uh, I look forward to seeing in five years that our community partners, our parents, our students, our teachers, that not only do they have the schools that they deserve with all of these structures that we've talked about implementing, but they understand that their voice and that they, that they have a voice and that they're part of the solution to any problem that they see, whether it's on their campus or in their community, that they see their role in solving things and that they also understand that they've gained the skills to solve those problems through what they've done in our classes and our extracurricular activities because of the freedoms that we've given to our teachers, to our students and our communities to build the schools that they want. You know, I think... Um... Grant, yours and Asta's voice has always been consistent about in order to unleash the innovation and creativity of our kids, we have to unleash that with our teachers. 
And this model, I think, truly addresses that. So on behalf of our 30,000 students and their families and the leaders from our five cities, we really commend you two leaders coming together to create something really special, not only for Anaheim, but potentially for the state of California and beyond. So congratulations to both of you. And we look forward to hearing more and more stories coming out of AUHSD community schools. Thank you. Thank you.